For those that come to Christ, you will thirst no more. Whoever said they were thirsty. Isn't that crazy? It's super cool. I really don't know what to do with myself here because Deb kind of got me out of rhythm of what I normally do. We've already kind of hugged a neck, so I'm not going to do that. But I am going to do this. I felt uh, led to, to do this as we were singing those songs. I, I got to tell you, I'm bragging here a little bit because, man, I just love it when this little brown-eyed girl gets up here and starts stomping away. <laughs> just the funnest thing ever. She just gets to stomping. I go, man, I love it. And then I know it's really, really getting good when Pop gets back there and he starts stomping. I'm going, man, they're cutting themselves loose. But here's the thing, gang. They don't spend hours doing this. I mean, it's literally, they get here 3, 3.30, fire them up, and then this is what you get. And it's amazing. Amen. I don't know, but that does need a little bit more. It's amazing. So, I'm looking for Biv. Biv, are you in the room? Come on up, son. He has something to share with you. You're hiding on me. Hey, I'm Michael. I'm Mike and Deb's son. And uh, I'm a part of uh, an organization called SAVE. And it stands for Saving a Village Every Day, or Sustaining a Village Every Day. And um, we're hosting a 5K for anyone that wants to come out and participate in that. And uh, all of the benefits go towards uh, the villages that we're helping. And um, uh, we have a Facebook page for anyone that's on Facebook and a website uh, if you want to go there. That's on July 30th. Um, you don't have to run it. You can walk it, crawl it, stroll it, whatever you want to do. So, huh? Just pay your money. Yeah, just pay the money and you can do whatever you want. And um, where is it, Mike? Um, it's over. It starts at New Vision and it's a certified course throughout uh, the Stone River Battlefield, and it ends up back at New Vision. So, and all the details are either on the website or I can get the refuge to share the Facebook page. So that's it. Really quick, I want you to do his impression. No, I don't want to. Come on, Bill. Just really quick. Come on, Bill. Okay, just do it. Like the first one. All right. Hey, guys, welcome to the refuge. Tonight we're going to be talking about Jesus. Come on. gosh, that's fun. And you're a great bunch. Hey, let's go ahead and, and dive in. We are going to have baptism tonight. Gee whiz, it's so cool. Man, we got a streak going, you know? We don't want to get caught up in the streak, but we got five weeks in a row someone's going to get in the water. And then we already know we've got the sixth week coming, right? Oh, isn't it good? Dang it, it is, man. And here's the thing. I love being in this room with you. I love being with you. Because I know deep down who you desire to be. You desire to be everything that God has made you to be. And if you're anything like me at all, you just don't know what that is sometimes. 
But when we get ourselves surrounded by others who say, man, you be the best you, and I'm going to help you be the best you, I'm going to draw the best you out of you in the name of Jesus, you cannot stop that force, gang. You cannot stop that love. And we'll see that tonight where it says that that love is our highest goal. Wow. Love is our highest goal. And so what I want us to do tonight is I want to bring us back to where we've been traveling. You know, if you've been traveling with us any at all, we've been, we've been watching the boys hang out with Jesus and, and it was after Pentecost and they just started speaking these languages and that's where we kind of landed and we started our launch to see exactly how and what that manifests through us as believers in Jesus. And so I want to set the foundation yet again is the fact that you're in a room that just went dead. You're in a room with folks that we said a lot of times we may believe everything that's in the book. Right? And sometimes out of rote we're taught, yes, I am supposed to believe everything that is written in the book. Right? But yet then when we get by ourselves, we go, I really don't understand it. That's a beautiful place to be, guys. Hence the questions, hence the connections that are made. I can trust the source of God, but not understand everything He's doing. Because I got a newsflash for us. You ready? If you think you've got God figured out, your God's not big enough. And if you're anything like my little bald head, my God was me. And that didn't work out too well <laughs> when I was my own guy. Right? And so we're just following the guys and we're having the source and we're going even a lot of times that in 1 Corinthians here, so we're responding and we're looking into a letter that Paul has written to a group of folks in response to questions. In particular, the special abilities, the gifts. And we've been unpacking those for the past few weeks. And so we're going to launch. I just want to remind us. Of, I'm going to go back. Don't go there. Just, re, just listen with me here. This is 1 Corinthians 12. And, and what Paul is reminding us. He's saying all of us, all of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. And he's saying here are some. Not all parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. And then verse 29, then he goes and asks, he goes, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? And do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? And he answers it. Of course not. So you should earnestly, in verse 31, he said, so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And if you were with us, you'll remember that 1 Corinthians 13, that's the chapter on love. And he goes in there painstakingly and he said, man, you can have everything that we just talked. You, Lord, you can have it all. But if I have not love, I have nothing. 
He said, so you can stop talking, you can stop letting everybody know what you know. You can stop healing, you can stop doing everything that you're doing. If it's, the motive is not love, hang it up. He says it. So what's our motive in it? And the other piece of it, gang, that we've been talking about is that we've said that you are uniters. That we have seen over the course of years how the body of Christ has separated ourselves to a certain degree that if you don't have maybe a special ability that someone else has, sometimes you are looked at as less than. Not us. We're saying that's not part of what we are going to be about ever. That you're going to find ways to unite. And most of the time I'm finding where to unite with people is at the empty tomb. You unite with them at the empty tomb and then you say, man, look, I'm going to celebrate whatever gifts, talent, spirit has blown into you. I'd love for you to do the same with me. I don't quite understand what all of yours are, but I'm surely not going to throw rocks at you anymore. Right? Let's, let's stop throwing rocks at each other. And so that's what I love about you guys is that you're out there coaching folks up and saying, I'm no longer going to be a rock thrower. There's times I got them in my hand. And man, I'm ready, set, and I'm about ready to chunk one. <laughs> I mean, it's just, right? Surely I'm not the only one. No, I didn't think so. They've got a bunch of rock chunkers in here. So we looked at chapter 13, then he just he echoes it again in chapter 14. He said, Let love be your highest goal. How would this be tomorrow that, you know, someone says, Hey, what you got going on today? You say, well, I really don't know, but it doesn't matter what I have going on, but love's going to be my highest goal. Wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing, whoever I'm seeing, whoever I'm talking to, whatever I'm going to be about, at the top of that, love's going to be my highest goal. Would we even dare to say that? Starting in my home, hey, hon, what do you got going on today? I don't know, how can I serve you? Mm, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love coming home and seeing our bed made. I'm going, yes! I don't have to touch that thing. Let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. And then Paul goes in in verse 2. Now jump in here with me. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 1, let love be your highest goal. He says, but you should also desire, remember we unpacked that, that means to burn with zeal, to pursue earnestly. What are some things in your life that you pursue earnestly? That you can't wait for your little peepers to open up in the morning and you be about it. Is it work? Is it computers? Is it hobbies? Is it sports? Is it uh, money? What do we burn for? What do we earnestly desire? And so Paul is saying, look, he said, I want you to burn with zeal. I want you to pursue earnestly. And so if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, I really want to, I really want to pursue everything God has for me. I want it all. I want everything that God has for me. How would you coach them up? I see that you go into this upstairs room every once in a while and I know it's based on Jesus. What does He have for me that you have? That's what you're doing. That's who you are. 
And he goes in, he says in verse 2, he says, For if you have the ability to speak in tongues. That's a big if there, gang. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you'll be talking to who? Say it again, out loud, folks at home. Okay. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of who? But it will be mysterious. Let's read it again. You will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be all mysterious. So the speaking that he's talking about is this incredible connection that you have with God and God alone. I don't know what your particular language is that when you're starting to talk with Him, but it's one that's connected with Him. Maybe part of your language is nature. It doesn't necessarily, I believe, have to be audible. It could be any way that you connect with the Father, the Creator, the One that blew life into you, that where He's blowing life back into you. It's that you're standing there wide open with your heart wide open for Him and saying, Father, I want everything that You have for me. Speak to me, God. Talk to me. Breathe into me, Father, what I can't breathe in for myself. And, and we looked at it and it's dunamis. It's Spirit-giving life. Does everybody get tired? Yes. He speaks that connection, gang, is life-giving. What's God's motive for you? Is it ever bad? Gang, is it ever bad? No. Then that connection is pure. So if you're ever around someone that tries to make you feel less than because you may not necessarily have that particular gift, and they're trying to berate you with it, you get away. They're not for you. We're uniters. We want to live out what Paul's talking about in the sweet harmony of the body living with one another. Verse 3 says, but, but one who prophesies. Look what he says. But one who prophesies does what? Strengthens the entire place. Strengthens, encourages, and comforts. How many of us love that? Yes, man. Right? Who are those people in your life? So here's where I want to take a quick time out, gang. Because sometimes we get flipped upside down when we hear these words, you know, tongues, prophecy. Those are two biggies that kind of flip us upside down. They don't have to. Do we trust the source of God? Do we understand it always? No. no. Alright, so you're in great territory here with the folks that penned the letter to Paul said, hey man, we're seeing some stuff I don't quite understand. I've seen this crazy bald-headed bibbo over there and that boy's rambling. He's, he's saying stuff I've never heard of before. Paul, is that legit? Don't we do that as a body? Don't, don't we do that as a people? They're going, hey, hey did, you, did you see Allie? Did you see what she was doing? Is she okay? <laughs> Don't we do that when we're out in the world and sometimes we're living life in fashion that makes others feel awkward because we're living so wide open in this guy named Jesus? 
You may not ever say His name. But the freedom they see in you as you live life loving folks as your highest goal, they see someone guiding your life. What was the purpose of God speaking to Moses when He was talking to Moses? Does every, do, do we all believe that? That God spoke to Moses? I do. There's some that don't. Gang, you're in the safest place ever not to believe it. I do. I'm letting you know who my wagon's hooked up to. But here's the thing. What was God's purpose of talking to Moses? To reveal His nature. Did y'all hear that? To reveal His nature. What about all the prophets? Can you, can you imagine just being on the scene? Let's go back to Moses just for a second, gang. If you've not read it, you know, Moses goes to the mountain, right? He gets the Ten Commandments. I actually dropped them at one point. I had to go back up and get another set. <laughs> Lord, sorry about that, but tripped. <laughs> we don't ever see God going, you big bozo. So, but think about you being on the ground. Moses goes up, and we're down on the ground, and we're hanging out with Aaron, who's Moses' brother, who's the one that Moses said at first, said, I don't, God, don't send me, send Aaron. He, he speaks a whole lot better. And he said, well, I'm going to send both of you. Aaron's down on the ground with all of us. Moses is up there and we're looking up there on that mountain going, do you really believe that? Do you, do you think he's really up there talking to God? I think there were some of those conversations going on, gang. Because see, there was a people that so desired, wanted to worship something, even before the days were over, before Moses could get back down, they were going, dude, Aaron, you have got to make us something to worship. Please. Something or someone. And before Moses could come back down off the mountain, they crafted a, what was it, a golden calf? And so Paul even references this back to the people here. He says, at one time, you worshipped speechless idols. What's God's purpose when He was speaking to the prophets of old? What was His purpose in that? Some said to tell His nature. What else? Speaking God. Do what? Speaking God. Jealous God. What's his motive? Was it good or bad? It's to reach people. To speak through people. To reach people. Alright, so if I'm going to tell you something and I need you to go in a particular way, am I helping guide you? Isn't that what he was doing? So we come back and we go, hey boys, here's what God threw down on me up here on the mountain. Y'all ready? You want some of this? And Moses lays it out. And some walk away and go, I don't, I don't really want all that. And so we just constantly see that God through the prophets speaking and talking is constantly wooing people back to Him. Constantly wooing and guiding until the day that the permanent guide came. John 14, just drink this in. John 14, 26, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. 
one more. This is earlier in this letter here, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. <laughs> Are you seeing the connection? So how many of us have said yes to Jesus? How many of us believe that God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit? Doesn't that make us modern day prophets? That's an eyebrow razor. Have you ever looked at yourself in that manner? But most of the time we're taught to discount. Don't say that. Don't, don't get too rambunctious now, Bilbo. Don't get too roared up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? We are the walking temple of the Holy Spirit of resurrection power, dunamis, life-giving, spirit-giving, life-changing... Being. Don't you sit on that. You cut yourself loose. Because He already has. He has cut you loose through the empty tomb of Christ. And He's blown in these special abilities through you. Not for this time. Not for right here. But for when you crawl back in your home or when you crawl back out at work or when you're out in the community, you be Him wherever you go. Man, oh man. One more freebie he says, For all who are led, this is Romans, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. That's us, gang. We're all family here, right? And we're all family with everyone else that has said yes to Jesus. So you know that you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Those that are getting into the water, they've already been adopted. <coughs> When they said yes, when you said yes, you are eternally secure in who Jesus is. Not what you've done, or not what you're going to do, or not what you... It's not based on your behavior. Let me just sum it up that way. Let me put the Tullahoma summation on it. It ain't based on you. Ever. We get the benefits of operating from victory daily. And so what is your special ability? How will you be led? How will you strengthen, comfort, and encourage? You know that's what prophecy means? That's what he just said. He said the purpose of it is to strengthen and to comfort and to encourage. Those are three pretty good ones, aren't they? So where am I going to be able to do that? Let me start closing this up here. Verse 4, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks the word of prophecy strengthens the entire place. I just love that. Then he goes on in verse 5, he says, Man, I wish all of you could speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Now, it's pretty clear there, gang. Not everyone has all the same gifts. 
And it's when we come together with our gifts specific that make the body unique and that shows this sweet harmony that we live in with one another. So back to four just for a minute. That word strengthen means to edify. And that you're going to be built up personally. What are those ways that you're being built up personally with God? What's your language with Him? For some, it's prayer. What others? The Word. What about these guys? Put yourself in, the, in Corinth. And you're reading this letter for the very first time after you've seen people that have said yes to Jesus and things are happening. <laughs> Some crazy cool things are happening. And he's saying be personally strengthened. Verse 5, build up the whole church. So here's where I want us to close before we, before we finish in, in song and communion and, and baptism. Is that if in verse 4 that I have this personal connection with God, right? And the Holy Spirit of Him within me and we're having these incredible conversations with one another. I'm on the mountain. And in those conversations, man, He is just speaking and blowing life into me abundantly. Doesn't it make sense that then verse 5 comes right after it the way Paul does so beautifully that we would want to be ones to do with others? That the God of universe is strengthening me. He's comforting me. He's encouraging me. And so therefore, I can't contain it in this little vessel. This vessel that encapsulates the Holy Spirit in this. I know it's crazy to picture. But it's crazy, right? It's crazy to picture that the Holy Spirit of Christ is sitting in this bald head. But it's dunamis, man. It's life-giving. And so, if I don't have that connection with Him, guess who I cannot encourage? Starting here. She don't have a chance. None of them in my house have a chance until I get on my knees and on my face or wherever I am and I'm going, Father, just keep speaking into my noggin. Because right now, today sucks. Father, keep speaking into me right now, man, because I think I've just lost my job. Father, keep speaking into me right now because I think my marriage is gone. Lord, keep speaking into me right now because I can't stop myself but throwing this substance into my body. Doesn't that connect? Father, keep speaking to me. Keep speaking to me. Let love be my highest goal. Starting with me. Father, I'm going to love me today. I'm going to love me, the one that You made, Lord. Thank You for strengthening me. Thank You for encouraging me. Thank You, Lord, for comforting me through the empty tomb of Christ. That's life-giving. Isn't it? If you haven't received that life-giving. Man, oh man, don't leave this place. Please. Man, I beg you, don't. We don't want your money. We don't ever ask for it. 
I want your heart to be His heart. I want Him to have it all. Because when that happens, gang, out there changes. Out there changes. The shootings start to go away. We're going to stop chunking rocks at each other. Right? Here's what the rest of the night's going to look like, gang. I love y'all. You're an incredible bunch. Incredible. Don't give anyone the authority that Christ has put into you, ever. You are who He says you are. We're going to sing, I'm sure. (laughs) We're going to sing, and as they sing, we have the communion table over there. Eucharist used to be called Love Feast. If you've said yes to Jesus, man, that table is open. And we are dining with Jesus when we do so together. Represents His body and His blood. The sacrifice. Once for all time. (laughs) Once for all time so we could have dunamis power. Resurrection power, right? And so then after that, then we'll ease outside. Um, Cam, you're getting baptized, correct? Amen. Tim. Amen. Isn't that cool? It's a great celebration. There is no bigger yes. There is no bigger yes. If you've if you've got questions, yeah. If you've got any questions about anything, gang, you don't have to talk to me. I'd love to talk to you, but find somebody that you trust. If you need to sneak out, man, you do that. But if you if you if you can hang out, let's celebrate. Man, it's huge. Freaking huge. Alright. And then we're going to pray over Cam. This is your last Sunday with us for a while, right? We're going to Chattanooga. Go get your boy. You're going back to be a new daddy. You got one here that knows how to be a new mama. She came back as a new mama, correct? Amen. Alright. Let's everybody stand up and hold each other's hand. Let's do that. Or grab an arm. All right, Father, thank You. Lord, You are roaring. And so we're not going to try to squelch You any at all. So, uh, Father, thank You that we're in a room full of folks that love each other big. Look forward to everyone getting to know each other outside of this room whenever that can take place. Lord, we thank You for the body and the blood that You sacrificed once for all time so that we would never have to concern ourselves of being safe that we always get to operate from a place of victory based on Your victory that You've handed to us. So Lord, we're going to get out of each other's way and let You have Your way in this moment. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
so it might be singing different keys. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released. and have him 